This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. There's a church in the valley by the wild wood, no lovelier spot in the dale. No place is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the vale. Oh, come, 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 come to the church in the wild wood, come to the church in the dale. No spot is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the veil. Oh, come to the church in the wild wood, to the trees where the wild flowers bloom, where the parting hymn will be chanted. We will weep by the side of the tomb. Oh, come, 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 come to the church in the wild wood, come to the church in the dale. No spot is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the vale. How sweet on a clear Sabbath morning to listen to the clearing its tones so sweetly are calling Oh, come to the church in the veil Oh, come, 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 come Come to the church in the wild wood Come to the church in the veil No spot is so dear to my childhood As the little brown church in the veil From the church in the valley by the wild wood When day fades away into night I would fain from the spot of my childhood Wing my way to the mansions of light Oh, come, 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 come Come to the church in the wild wood Come to the church in the dale spot is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the vale. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now Take all my guilt away Oh, let me from this day Be holy thine May thy rich grace impart Strength to my fainting heart My zeal inspire Thou hast died for me, oh. 
Good morning, good neighbors. Welcome to worship. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and we thanks, give thanks today to four, Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and thanks for our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen. I'd like to start off with the call to worship. We are people who have walked in darkness. We have seen a great light. Our God promises us redemption in Jesus. Thanks be to God. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website, at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Deloy and Shelley Larson. And we want to thank WPCA Radio also for this broadcast. Next Sunday, uh, we'll be at Garfield uh, Township for Park for our 9.30 worship service followed by a pancake breakfast and I uh, would love to invite all of you there for an outdoor service and we'll have the uh, ukulele circle that will be joining us for that. We're also pleased and excited to say that uh, West Emanuel will be joining us for that worship service. So again, know that you all are welcome. And then on Saturday the 17th, the day before, the men in mission will be meeting at Trinity and at 6 p.m., we'll have an outdoor worship at Deronda, followed by a meal and games and, and other things to 
Have a good celebration and a fun time. Again, we'd love to see you if you can make it. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross to make a small worship space. You may want to get the grape juice or wine uh, and bread or wafers. Uh, also, as we'll be celebrating communion today, to enhance your home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. And now may we do the, the confession and forgiveness of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another. Holy God, we come before you filled with grief and shame, aware that we have caused harm to others, both directly and indirectly, both by our actions and by our failures to act. We have selfishly sought after our own comfort at the expense of others. We have turned a blind eye to the needs of the oppressed, the brokenhearted, and the prisoners. Forgive us for all the ways we have refused to live in love for you and our neighbor. As God purified Isaiah with the fire from the altar, so God takes away all your sin and frees you from the burdens of shame that would prevent you from full participation in God's joyful and abundant reign, now and always, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. There's a dark and a troubled side of life There's a bright and a sunny side too Though we meet with the darkness and strife The sunny side we also may view Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way. If we keep on the sunny side of life. The storm and its fury broke today. Crushing hopes that we cherish. The clouds and storms will in time pass away. The sun again will shine bright and clear. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if we keep on the sunny side. 
light of life. Let us greet with the song of hope each day. Though the moment be cloudy or fair, let us trust with our Savior always, who keepeth everyone in his care. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if we keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if we keep on the sunny side of life. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing I'm standing on the promises of God I cannot fall Listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing I'm standing Continue with the litany. We wander, consumed by our own darkness. We fail to see justice. We fail to see love. We withdraw from the world, focusing inward on, in our pain. We do not see where our God shows up. Then Jesus breaks in, a light so bright it cannot be ignored. We see at last that we are loved. We see at last where we are called to work for justice. We turn outward in service to God and neighbor. God's light embraces, enlightens, and holds us accountable. Let us live in the light of Christ. The prayer of the day, God of light, you meet us where we are, holding us in our confusion and our wandering with great compassion for our sorrows. Shine on us the light which cannot be overcome by the darkness, that we might see clearly all the ways you show up for us in our day-to-day -day living and equip us to be that light for others who suffer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I would again encourage you to share the sign of peace with someone else or yourself and if you possibly sometime this week, maybe show some way of sharing that sign of peace with someone else. 
And you can do it with the Trinity formula where you say, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And continue on with some other promise and then amen. You can also bless yourself or our others with the sign of the cross. Trace the sign of the cross over ourselves with thumb touching the first two fingers and start at the forehead and recite the Trinity formula. In the name of the Father, touch forehead, the Son, touch chest, and holy, touch left shoulder, spirit, then right shoulder, and amen, touch the heart. And at this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. If you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow with the Scripture readings. We invite Steve Helling to share that in the children's sermon. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. There will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. Summer is finally here. What plans do you have for having fun? Today we are going to talk about something different, light and dark. So what is it like to be in a totally dark room? I can't see. I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to bump into things. Now, what is it like to be in the light? I can see. Things right in front of me and far away. So which would you prefer? How many of you remember the song, This Little Light of Mine? Good, I bet you've sung it in Sunday school many times. Let's think about the first verse. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Now what does that mean? Do you keep it to yourself? Do you not share it? Do you not let anyone else see it? Of course not. It's just the opposite. You want everyone to see it. Well, how come? What does the light really mean? I'm going to read a part of the scripture for today. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. What do you think he meant by that? Who gave him permission to say that? Well, God did. And here is more. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, 
but will have the light of life. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? Believe in him and he will lead you through tough times in your life and good ones too. The dark times could be called darkness, but we know in the end, Jesus beats darkness with the light from God. When Jesus was with us on earth, he was teaching all the time about God's love for us. I have another question for you. Do God or Jesus ever stop loving us? No. But to be followers of Jesus, we have to try to follow some of their teachings. Remember the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Jesus spoke this in the Bible. So how do you think the world would be if we simply followed that instruction? Now let's get back to our song, This Little Light of Mine. Many people don't know Jesus and have darkness in their lives. How do you think those people would feel if they could see and feel a light to guide them out of the darkness? Who is supposed to be the one to introduce them to the light of Jesus? That's right, all of us are supposed to share our light. We get our light from Jesus, and we share our light with others so they get to know him too. How cool is that? So, God sent his son Jesus to be the light of the world. We learn from Jesus to share God's love with others who don't know him yet. Jesus wants us to show our light to help those that are in darkness. Let's fold our hands and bow our heads for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for letting me see your light and to understand your love for us. Help me to be a light to others so they can see your light and feel your love like I do. In your name we pray. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Help all around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. Help all around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. Help all around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Gonna be kind to all I see, I'm gonna let it shine. Gonna be kind to all I see, I'm gonna let it shine. Gonna be kind to all I see, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine. 
Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine till you. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. The gospel text today is John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Here ends the gospel. Again, I want to share a little bit from the narrative, uh, which talks about the theme for this week. Well, the main idea, main idea is God isn't satisfied with pulling us out of the darkness and into light. Our God goes so far as to be light for us. Isaiah leans on contrast as his main rhetorical tool in this portion, chapter 9, in a paradoxical kind of contrast at that. In just a few verses, we see darkness pitted against a great shining light, the process of harvesting, versus the process of divvying up a bounty. Perhaps said better as before versus after. Military destruction, swallowed up by natural destruction. Ultimate authority and endless cosmic influence ascribed to a little newborn baby. On the whole, these binaries play into a spirit of promise, a foretelling of a savior. But if we zoom out a, a bit, we see contrasts in, on an even larger scale. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 16 through 22 do not promise or foretell anything, but rather condemn. They do not talk of hope, but rather of despair. These verses describe the time of divine silence, disconnection between God and God's people that results in a hunger that is likely is likely just as existential as it is literal. Just about every one of us can relate to both of these states of being. Just about every one of us has experienced genuine hope and probably genuine hopelessness too. What the Holy Spirit is promising us in this word today is that good and bad aren't necessarily mutually exclusive realities. Joy doesn't always play out separate from grief. Relief doesn't always occur outside the context of struggle. In other words, the line between the darkness and the light is a very thin, is very thin in our day to day. But we, what we can trust is that we'll always be able to cross over that line to the good, the joy, the relief, and the light, because Jesus came into the world to make sure of that very thing. Sure, we all experience hardship, but because we know Jesus, hardship doesn't get the final word. Because we know Jesus, we can trust that hardship will be kept at bay. The grace that Jesus brought into the world and makes it so that the battle between the darkness and the light isn't really a fair fight. The light will always win out in the end. And I love the illustration that I heard from Gerhard Frost many years ago. He said, if you have one room that is dark, and one room is light and they're next to each other. 
and you open up the door between the two, the darkness does not come into the room full of light, but the light rushes into the room that is dark, and the light shines in both rooms. That is the kind of hope we have. In fact, hope is the thought that comes to me through this, that it's trusting, it's associated with light. Hope is a strong word. It's not a wish. I like the definition of confident trust. Even as it says in this passage, and they talk about in the narrative here, when tough times come, we still have hope. We think of Job, and one of the verses that, uh, and songs that came out of that is, I know that my Redeemer lives. You think of the prophets and all the things they went through, and almost all of them were killed at one time or another in their uh, ministry. They had hope. Paul and Silas sitting in jail after having been beaten, singing at midnight. The joy, the hope that was there even in the midst of hardship. Down through the ages we see it where God is there even when clouds seem to dim the light, when there is hardship and it's tough to know what's going on, hope is still there. I, I often remember, too, when I talk about light and how my senior, years, or senior high school years, my bedroom was on the west, uh, east side of the house, and there were a lot of windows on the east side. And when I'd be sleeping, of course, being on the farm, Dad wanted me to get up at times, and I didn't always want to get up. But he knew how to wake me up because he would pull the shades open, brought light into the room, and it was a call to action to get out and get moving and get chores done. But I like one other thing that uh, a number of philosophers have said, it's better not to fight the darkness but to enhance the light. And that's what my dad did. He brought the light, and even though I was more comfortable in the dark, he knew there were things to be done, and I was to be up doing them. So he didn't fight the darkness, he just brought the light into the room, and it got me moving. So I think it is with God, there are times we're comfortable in the darkness. We're comfortable not having to deal with things, or Maybe it's the opposite where we're not comfortable and it's hurting us deeply and we just want to sit in the darkness. But Jesus takes us out of the darkness by enhancing the light that Jesus is. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I like that because we, again, are reminded that he didn't just, it's just not some light that we're following. It's not the stars or the moon or the sun, but as Jesus is the light of the world. Africa was called the dark continent. And I've shared this before, but it was interesting at the turn of the 1900s, there were about 15 million Christians in Africa. In the early 2000s, there were 500 million. The light came to Africa, that dark continent, which is people who walked in deep darkness have seen a great light. 
But there were two forces that came to Africa. One was the expansion of Europe, later the U.S. and Russia. And they desired for control of the resources and of the people. The second force was the church. It also came, but not always carrying good. Sometimes it carried much of the same cultural baggage and supported things. But still, when you look at it, there was light that was being shared through the church that was important. As I went through East Africa, almost every village or every place that I saw something from schools to hospitals where they were working on different ways of helping out with agriculture, the church and the missions had been behind that. They had brought hope. They had brought Jesus. The singing in the churches was vital and alive. There was joy. Yeah, there are things that we all know that we wish we could do better. And we wish in our past as a church and as a culture we had done better in bringing the message of this light. But sometimes it takes a while. Because light brings awareness. And the closer we get to light, our sinfulness shows up more. And it's a process. We're going to be singing Amazing Grace after the sermon. And John Newton, the one who wrote that, grew up. Uh, his dad was a, uh, a captain of a ship, so he followed suit. And he um, became a sea captain and got involved in the slave trade. And he did it for many years. But he uh, came, well, there was a big storm that hit. And it, uh, some, some of the sailors were lost. Others were in great peril. He held on for about 11 hours trying to keep that ship afloat. But he prayed, God help me and deliver me. And after 11 year, uh, hours, it finally calmed down. And it was the start of a reawakening of the gospel for him or his conversion. But it's interesting that as he was converted to Christianity, he still was working in the slave trade business for a few years afterwards. He had to leave the business because of ill health. And then he was, and during that time though, that he was still a, a Christian and running this uh, ship, He'd be reading Hebrew and Greek, trying to work that out as far as the scripture, while slaves were moaning and groaning in the holes down beneath him. But once he had left the slave trade business, he started to see how awful it was. He became one who became an abolitionist and helped uh, Wil Wilberforce and others get slavery wiped out and it was always a big burden for him to remember that he had been involved in that awful, awful trade. And so we hear the words, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Twas blind, but now I see. Light slowly penetrated, and when it finally came full force into him, and the process that went on, he started to make a difference in the world for he was bringing light to an issue that needed to be dealt with. 
so in our lives. Many of us have grown up in the church. Some have had probably major turnarounds or conversions where we understand where we've been walking in darkness and light has come into our hearts. But it doesn't come in where it's cleaned up everything. We still understand that sin still is there in our lives. The issue is how do we keep enhancing that light to keep growing into our lives? How do we help that light shine not only in our lives, but through our lives to others? How do we make a difference in our world so that light shines greater? Because as this, I love that last statement of the narrative where it says, the grace that Jesus brought into the world makes it so that the battle between the darkness and the light isn't really a fair fight. The light will always win out in the end. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was the light, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, and I like to say, will not and cannot overcome it. May we be excited, as the early Christians were, that the light in Jesus Christ came and it has made such an impact on our lives and on the world. May we rejoice in the midst of hardship and struggle. May we have a hope that is confident and in trust that we have in this light so that it shines no matter where we are, no matter where we go. This week you have a chance to enhance the light in the lives of your family, friends, and your own life. God be with you. May the light of the world be in you. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fear.
mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace, unending love, amazing grace. We continue by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord, listen to your children pray. By the words of the prophet Isaiah, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Isaiah's vision still sounds as far away to us as it must have for his listeners. Forgive us when we despair and plant within us renewed passion for the work of your Spirit. God of inspiration, in mercy, hear our prayer. For all those around the world who walk in darkness daily, for victims of war, violence, abuse and abduction, displaced refugees, the unjustly imprisoned, and all who are tempted to despair, we pray, O Lord. Find a way to reach them with the light of hope, in whatever way, through whatever means possible, and use us as ambassadors for equality, freedom, and justice. God of inspiration, in mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for all those who dedicate their lives in service to others, to the relief of suffering and the implementation of justice. Strengthen their witness, uphold them, and give them rest when needed. God of inspiration, in mercy hear our prayer. Be with those who bear daily burdens, be it mental or physical illness, fear of homelessness or hunger, or other challenges which test their resilience. Surround them with your presence and guide them to the help they need. We especially lift up Becky Anderson, Joyce Anderson, Helen Erickson, Kelsey Zamuda, Helen Jorgensen, Jean Hoisington, Julie Dubois, Mike Crer, Scott Morgan, Diane Fall, Jim Wade, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Ida Martinson, Randy Goglin, and Shirley Lenz, God of inspiration, in mercy, hear our prayer. 
Whoever follows you, O Lord, will never walk in darkness. Shine your eternal light upon all your faithful servants, still living or alive in your resurrection, and surround them evermore with your blessing. God of inspiration, in mercy, hear our prayer. We lift these and all those we name in our hearts up to you, loving God, trusting in the promise of your mercy through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. I would also like to say that one of the things I learned from the Malawi church that has struck me because it's a church that is very poor there are people have gone through drought and different disasters, and recently they had a flood, and uh, cholera has been there. But when they had the offering, everybody could participate, because those who had nothing to be able to give monetarily or physically, they could still put their hand over the offering plate and offer a prayer, something they want to do in honor of God or in service to God, whether it be to call on a sick neighbor or do some act of kindness. So as we do the offering today, let us remember that we all can offer something to God in response to his goodness and grace. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to stars to give light to the world the star of my life is Jesus I want to see the brightness of God I want to look at Jesus clear sun of righteousness sign on my Show me the way to the Father. I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. When we have run with patience the race, we shall know the joy of Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. 
Let the grace and generosity of the Father be, be the light that guides us. The compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us. And the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love sh shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. So if you want to have your wine and bread, we'll go through the words of institution. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, of, uh, took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread, drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear the promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen.
When death has come and taken our loved ones, it leaves our home so lonely and dreary. Then do we Living so wicked year after year. Farther along we'll know all about it. Farther along we'll understand why. Cheer up my brother, live in We'll understand it all by and by When we see Jesus coming in glory When he comes from his home in the sky Then we shall meet him in the We'll understand it all by and by. Farther along, we know all about it. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches. Our small congregations in the we understand all by and by. Yes, cheer up, my sister, live in the sun.